Live. Live. This is the Vision View Sports Show. We are live on BBSR.live and Vision View TV with Cesar Mabena, DK Chavalala, Chloe Grace, and Tanaka Mundwa. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here once again, particularly on this morning, uh, mm. because depending on when you're watching this, Bafana Bafana were victors v Morocco just a couple of hours ago to book their place into the quarterfinals of the AFCON. Tremendous results. Mm. It's just me and DK today. We can only assume the rest of the squad is hungover or bent over. <laughs> oh, they're still or watching the repeats yeah. of the game. Or still, yeah, <laughs> Chloe's probably still reveling in it. Uh, she's good fl- friends with Tabang Monari. So I can imagine his cameo yesterday must have filled her with a bunch of joy. Mm. Uh, they're probably still on the phone uh, at this stage. Mm. Um, but so much to unpack about that game last night, DK. Just, oh, firstly, are you good? I'm good. Can't complain. I'm happy, actually. You know what, eh? Oh, thank you, Tabo. Appreciate that. Um... Okay, let's start. Can I start or do you want to start? You can start. Congratulations. <laughs> but why are you saying it as if you're about to say a speech? No, congratulations. <laughs> first and foremost. take a deep breath. No, congratulations. And, and I say that because myself and Cizwe, I'll, mm. I'll include him in the conversation, mm. said, uh, s- said listen, first and foremost, our, we should, Tabo's falling. Tabo's safe. He's safe. Is your head all right, bro? <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a little bit woozy. <laughs> it's the Bafana Bafana All right. So we, we're having malfunctions in the studio today. Uh, okay. Let's get back into it. Yeah. So, myself and Cesar said, listen, before we talk about South Africa, we said, Cote d'Ivoire have no chance against Senegal. Mm-hmm. Let's start right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And I suppose when Cote d'Ivoire won that game, we should have known there's something in the water right now. Like there's more upset in the water. Um, I thought. And I still maintain when the game started and the first half played out almost how I thought. But I did leave the second, or going into the second half thinking, Morocco are going to lose this game. It's the common football narrative of mm-hmm. the team who plays better, creates the better chances, but can't put them away. Mm-hmm. It's ultimately the team that goes on to lose the game mm-hmm. more often than not. Mm-hmm. It felt like that watching mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. It felt like that. And then kudos to Bavana Bavana because after they scored through the guy who I, I still can't verify, uh, they kind of turned the corner mm-hmm. and all of a sudden whilst being defensively sound still, they had moments there. I will say this. What I was unaware of when I made those statements, and it's my fault, was that the only other team in the AFCON with a worse off record than Bafana since 95, mm-hmm. right, since winning the whole thing, was Morocco, mm-hmm. who lost one thing in like 1976, mm-hmm. who won like four out of 14 knockout games in the AFCON, mm-hmm. who, whose weight goes on indefinitely. Like we talk so often about titles like chokers and and when we talk about the pro tiers and other teams as well who who earn these titles over time and these reputations for not being able to crack it at a certain stage morocco is that team now history should say in that game this is exactly what was going to happen given morocco and how we know them to be we were leaning on what they did at the world cup Mm. to be the reason they came Mm. in as tournament favorites Mm. but this wasn't the first time they've been favorites and and fallen short and that Hakimi missed penalty kind of summed up everything. It wasn't only the brilliance of Bafana Bafana defensively or otherwise, mm. but the hoodoo around the tag of being a choker that got to the boys ultimately at the end of the day. And I think, again, that's why I started with congratulations, Bafana, because it's not to take away anything from their performance. Mm. I just didn't realize they were up against these guys who, who consistently choke at this place, mm. you know what I mean, mm. in this particular competition at this level, and who clearly don't know how to wear the burden of being tournament favorites. Mm. It's clear because it's not the first time they've gone into a tournament and been favorites. And this time you felt they were overwhelming favorites given how they were playing. And granted, they were missing two players, two key players, um, Zayic and, and Bufal. But even still, the way they played the first half, 
Hoodoo aside, they score two there. Hoodoo aside. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and chokers tag aside, <laughs> they score two. Work? I swear. <laughs> and, and I know people are going to think, oh, this guy really hates Bafana because I'm sitting here talking about Morocco and their hoodoo. But Bafana were good, right? They were good at what they were good at. The evidence Mahopa goal came through and least expected, like Gichele didn't expect it either, um, given the way he kind of celebrated in this mm. like awkward, like he did it, you know. Um, and then obviously there were brilliant performers um, in that Bafanda squad who made that result possible. Tebo Mukwena being one of them. Um, I thought Mvala was excellent. Penalty was unfortunate, but it happens in those positions. I think the two of them and Ronald Williams, the spine of that team, mm-hmm. with, I guess you can put evidence in that mix because he scored. Mm-hmm. But I think the three of them were essential in getting Bafana this win. All right, over to you, DK. <laughs> no, and I completely concur with you. The one thing I'll forgive you for is Cote d'Ivoire. Um, and that's only based on their performance during the group stages, yeah. right? Um, I also feel as though they were very disjointed, right? Um, they didn't play as a unit, and I felt as though they got lucky going into the next round. So no one saw it coming, mm. and that's how I also wrote off Cote d'Ivoire on my list mm. um, when the tournament had progressed to the next round, right? And then I even said... Okay, by the time Bafana hadn't played, I said, this must be the biggest upset, right? Because they actually showed up when it mattered the most. They really showed up against a team that's very good, Senegal, right? Especially to take them on until penalties and to actually, that penalty shootout was just brilliant from their side. Mm. Actually, from both sides. It was just that one missed penalty from uh, Niakate, you know, but uh, either than that, Kudos to Cordova. If they're going to play like this consistently for the rest of the tournament, then um, we need to be wary of them. Coming back to yesterday's game. So I was also nervous, right? And that's because I hadn't looked at the stats. I hadn't, you know, I just had to remind myself. So obviously just at that time, I'm just like, yeah, no, it's it's really going to be a mountain to climb, you know, judging by the fact that um, Morocco are number one in Africa. Then I sat down right, um, hours before the game, realized that at that time, before this match, the, the top five teams, excluding Morocco, were already out of the competition. Mm. So the likes of Algeria, Tunisia, um, Tunisia Senegal. Tunisia is a top five team? Yeah, in, the world, in, in, in Africa. Um, who's it? Senegal and Egypt, right? Mm-hmm. They were out already. So I was like, okay, so it seems as though this is a tournament of the underdogs. Anything uh. is possible, right? And which we've seen. Okay, shut. And then I look at the stats. I'm like, so these two teams have played each other eight times. We have beaten Morocco three times. They've beaten us twice. And we've drawn three times. Why are we nervous? Mm. You know? Um, so I was like, okay, maybe there's hope, right? And then for some reason, I had the same feeling that you had, that while I was watching the game, um, especially in the first half, because in the first half, Bafana Bafana were very cautious, right? As much as Morocco were also imposing. But it was a boring first half. Yeah, Bo- both teams were actually sussing each other out. But you could tell that, yeah, okay, Morocco are coming at us, right? Um, they had more chances. Well, as much as the shots at goal, shots on target were very less. Um, and then I said, you know what this game is going to be? It's going to be the best team on the day will lose. Mm. That's what I said to myself in the first half. I, and then came the second half. And I was actually excited when um, I think the commentators had said that the intensity of the match will increase in the second half. And it did from it did, the very yeah. first goal. Um, and I agree with you. Mvala, 
uh, for me at the back led, you know, really, really well. Alongside Kekana as well, as much as he got that yellow card. Um, but that, that, uh, those, those, those two um, uh, defenders were actually phenomenal. Uh, who else? Sitole, actually, who hasn't been oh, my favourite yeah. um, in this tournament. Did, well also, yeah. did really well in the middle of the park, you know, um, trying to cut down those, um, cut, um, the, those passes. Um, I think the formation also worked for us um, to really put Mokwena also in the middle and evidence Mokhopa in the first half. I said, this guy has no pace. He fumbled. I think it was that one opportunity that really should have been a goal. And I was like, he needs to come out. And then that goal came along. Yeah. But also, we need to give credit to Tebukho Mokwena, who was part of that evidence Mokhapa goal and who also netted that winning goal oh, at the end of, from that free, free kick. kick. Lord. Ah, but, um, he, yeah, it turns I'm... It looked, it, looked, it looked like when he put that ball down for the free kick, like I kind of... And I'm not, I'm not trying to pretend like I was just kind of guessing everything correct. Everything was kind of on a hunch, right? Like just a feeling. Like he looked... The way he was playing that game, it felt like this could go in for him. And he put it in the one place the keeper couldn't get it. Like, from that angle, there's, there's only, like, one little corner that is almost impossible to save. And he put it right there. I think he was exceptional yesterday. And just in his effort, like, forget technically what he brought to the team, mm. how active and how mobile he was um, for the entirety yeah, of that TM. game. When you could see very clearly players were starting to wilt, particularly on the Moroccan side, mm, mm. given the weather, which is ironic because they actually came in the earliest, um, maybe outside of Cote d'Ivoire themselves. Morocco in the earliest to prepare for this competition. So to watch them kind of come apart in the way that they did, you could see how leggy they got, particularly into that second half, mm. was, was, was strange. Um, the, the threat was always going to be on the wings for Morocco. Mm, mm. And I just mm. don't know. Um, it didn't look to me like they had someone in the middle who can really... The crosses weren't landing great either, I'll mm-hmm. be honest with you. But Who's I never crosses? Morocco. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> because that's where the bulk of the... Particularly where Hakimi was, right? Like, mm. he would come off the side on mm. the overlap and they were doing really well. But it just never felt like there was a threat. And I don't remember the dude's name. You got the lineups there. Who was playing striker for them? Um, <clears throat> are you talking about Onahi? But in front it was... Um, the Nazri. Nazri. Yeah. Tall guy. Um, yeah, the tall guy. The tallish he, guy. He, he had a, some, some opportunity. Yeah, but he, didn't, he, he never looked like a real threat. No, he didn't. Like, at no point was it like, hey, this guy's really troubling these dudes. He didn't. He um, didn't. That being Mbala and Kekana. So uh, I feel like where Bafana Bafana had to be sound defensively, they were. And they kept their shape really well. Look, they, they won a game mm. without necessarily any of their star players coming to the party. Mm. We didn't see Percy Town in that game. Mm-hmm. We didn't see um, Timbers one. Yeah. What, what is Chloe called? Shiva. Yeah. Shika. Mm-hmm. Shishi. Shishi. We we didn't <laughs> see him. She calls him like Shika or something. Shika. We, we did. Yeah, Shika. <laughs> we didn't see him. Yeah. We saw very little of of, Mona, of uh, Morena mm-hmm. on the wing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't about that mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Ultimately, and that's that's the sign of a team that's playing together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a knock on them. The fact that those players didn't show up in the way we expected. Maybe they did. Be Namibia, for example. Mm-hmm. But everybody was doing their bit defensively. Mm. And it always looked like it was going to be one of those games of attrition. So the camp is very high. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be cautious here because it's not the first time Bafana have gone past the round of 16. Mm-hmm. Stuart Baxter, Stewie B, if you remember mm-hmm. him, was able to take them uh, further into the quarterfinals as well where they ultimately lost to Egypt. So I'll be cautious to, to assume that this win means they're winning the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Step by step. Yeah, step by step, step for by sure. Step step, honestly. It's a cautionary tale. Yeah. And I only say that because I know how fans can be. 
it's it's a good step that Bafana have taken in a competition that, as you said, seems like it's for the underdog for mm. sure. But now the, the irony of that statement is, who's the underdog between Bafana and Cape Verde? Jeez. It's certainly not Bafana and on history no, 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 and 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 domestic football context. Yeah, it can't Cape be Bafana, Bird. right? It's Cape Verde, yeah. So if your narrative continues, DK, Cape Verde are going into the semis. Ah, 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 Nothing's going to happen. Ah, you said one step at a time. I'm just saying you said it's a, it's a competition. Ah, one step at a time. <laughs> you said. But, but you know what the nice thing is about Bafana Bafana mm. Tanaka is that um, as much as, you know, we, we hadn't, we don't really qualify a lot for the Africa Cup of Nations, you know. Our last stint was when in 2019. Um, and hence, your Samo Eto will always criticize us and say, but these guys should be leading when it mm. comes to football. Um, but everyone knows that we might go through a rough patch, but we're not a team that you can underestimate. Of course. Right? And I think um, we have the right man. And I'm so glad that social media has hold themselves account- accountable and they were like, you know what, we wrong and Bruce is right because he knows what he's doing, right? And he was patient with all the drama between Safa and the PSL um, to be able to rebuild, you know, with, through all the challenges and get to this point, you know. Yeah. He even said that he's just happy that he has the team that he wants, you know, um, and, and, and he's quite satisfied with that. A lot of people are actually saying that, um, but are you happy with their performance? He said, unfortunately, when it comes to tournaments like this, it's not about the performance, it's about the it's results. Not, it's not you're playing shotgun football at this point. Yeah. It's about who can make the shot. <laughs> it doesn't matter how pretty it looks, no. it's about who can make it. No. When history records the winner of the 2024 uh, African Cup of Nations, mm, African Cup of Nations, they're not going to say anything about who played the best football. Mm. It's ultimately not about that. Argentina weren't the best playing side Mm-mm. at the World at Cup. At the World Cup, yeah. It, they, they were, but look at them and look at how far they got. So I, I, I don't, I'm not looking at all at the performance, but what I do believe we can take away from the performance is tactically how you set up. Mm. Now, I'll be honest with you. Again, I'm not a coach, and it seems like everybody, barring me, I'm not sure what your feelings about Evans Mahope is, sees his value um, in that squad over 70, 80 minutes, with minus the goal. Obviously, the goal included, then it's like, shut up, he scored a goal, whatever. But for me, if you are now and we saw this quite a bit yesterday, Mvala kind of playing these long diagonal mm-hmm. balls into Morena or four people. Mm-hmm. V, those dudes are greater than them who are six foot five. Mm-hmm. And you're playing long balls into Morena or even as Machop is standing on the wing who's supposed to be the height and muscle of the squad. I just don't see him use that aspect of his game enough. And, and my feeling is if you want a, a winger, then play a winger. Yeah. Do you get me? Yeah. If you want a ball-playing, a crossing winger, then play Le Passa. Play, yeah. play someone who's got yeah. the pace and, and who can and take defenders mm-hmm. on one-on-one. But, but he scored yesterday, and I guess I have to shut up, because he, he scored the goal that mattered, and it's the goal ultimately that won the game. Um, Mukwena's goal was a formality at yeah, that point, yeah. but that's the goal that, that won the team the game. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Tanaka. That goal doesn't mean that he's still the greatest I of just, them I all. I don't see it. Um, Everybody's, was, I'm not seeing it. No, yeah. Um, I feel as though the teamwork actually um, assisted him in, in scoring that goal, and that's why even I was part of the masses that were saying he yeah. needs to come off in the second half. But you're right, with South Africa, I mean, our DNA is these short passes, right? Creating um, As the, the passes. minister said. As, yeah. was it? The minister. Remember the minister's in the dressing room. I like these short passes. <laughs> well, they said super, yeah, yeah. They said super coach needs yeah, yeah, to yeah. Clearly, to them, clearly, motivating. And what, look at it, look at us now. Look at what we're doing. Thank you, minister. Uh, so, um, yeah, those long 
overhead passes are, are not our style, but I guess um, that was because of how defensive that first half was, yeah, right? But as soon as we started being bold, you know, and relying on how we normally play, then it started yielding results. But um, I was actually surprised with some of the, well, not stats as much, but like some of the information that I came across, um, obviously. So obviously now... As it stands, this Africa Cup of Nations edition surpasses the previous one with the amount of goals, right? I think the last edition was on 102, like after the entire tournament. And right now we're sitting on 103. Incredible. Yeah. So so at least we're seeing a lot of goals and which we've seen. And then, um, so what else? Um, Oh, These tournament stats, by the way. Tournament stats. Tournament stats, stats, yeah. Um, none of the quarterfinalists from the AFCON 2021 will feature in the last eight at the AFCON of Af- AFCON 2023. So um, the previous edition quarterfinalists: Burkina Faso out, Cameroon out, Egypt out, Equatorial Guinea out, Morocco out, Senegal out, the Gambia out, Tunisia out. So Goodness. and also the top five in Africa out. Goodness. It's wild, eh? This is an insane... It's wild. And I'm looking at it right now. If we had started this competition and said, uh, out of the teams starting the competition, your quarterfinalists would be Nigeria, Mm. Angola, Cape Mm. Verde, South Mm. Africa, Guinea, Mm. uh, 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 Congo, Mm. Ivory Coast, and Mali. It's Mm -hmm. like, No, who would have thought... (laughs) What do you mean? Who would have come up with a list yeah, like what, that? Yeah, who, who in the world would have a written this down? No, insanity. <laughs> what do you mean? Now, with that being said, DK, mm. I automatically switch to my third choice team for this competition. Which is? Now, my default team is South Africa. Okay. Naturally. Okay. Yeah. But this is now, again, there's a head and heart conversation, right? Mm. Heart says South Africa, go on and win. And I think it'll be great because I would love to see in light of Springboks winning, mm. um, Trickers coming back with the belt, mm. to see what kind of reception Bafana Bafana were to okay. get should they win this half yeah. I think it will be insane. Mm. Absolutely incredible. But the point I was trying to make is I now revert back to my default or my, my third choice team, rather. If it's not... To win the competition. To win it. Nigeria. Okay. I all of a sudden yeah. look at this thing and I think if... So now, this is my feeling. Let's assume in a hypothetical world, Nigeria and South Africa both come through. That game will be massive. Oh, no. It's, it's, oh, no. That's going to be hot. I don't even know why I'm going to watch that game. Because <laughs> tension. To your place. I swear, what the tension mean? in the street. And you know I got the, the, the... Yeah, the top. The tension in the streets will be crazy. <laughs> That'll be it. I, I, I want that for football mm. and for what it will look like. And because I feel like the team who win that will be the winners of... But of there's also that... SA's rivalry is it also between is it Ghana and Nigeria right Nigeria is also like a healthy rivalry for with, us with, Ga- with, with Nigeria yeah. yeah of course that's yeah. a big what do you mean yeah I remember um, what game what AFCON was I I was lucky to be a young sports reporter in a little uh, pop up one of those fly by night news stations <laughs> and yeah it was 2013 AFCON I think it was yeah Nigeria was playing SA it was yeah. insane big. Yeah. I mean look rivalry not by location per se mm, I think mm. rivalry in the sense that like Manchester United and Liverpool yes, rivals yes. we're not in the same city but yeah. you know when we see you it's on site mm. I think with Nigeria oh, good, I think that's SA's I would say number one rival I don't see a bigger really? game as opposed to, well, I, well I think we don't rate Ghana anymore yeah, but yeah. Like, look at, I guess you could say Ghana but I, th- I always think it's Nigeria, Nigeria. look at look at Sadiq for example like they can play they can play Zimbabwe and Namibia Mozambique mm. you know but when you play Nigeria as South Africa, even on the women's side of things, mm. 
it just feels different. Mm. It feels like yeah, this is for the this is for the continent now. This is not just for the city. Um, so I think the winner of that game will win the Afcon. Now that also depends. Sorry, there's another caveat I have to throw in there. If Ivory Coast by hook or crook gets the final, then it's a toss-up because not only are they playing with a chip on their shoulder, but they're also playing with an entire the stadium man, behind yeah, them. The twelfth man, and the which team. was clearly enough for Senegal. Team, yeah. So now they have the monkey off their back of that four no embarrassments in the group. Ooh. They they beat the the number one ranked side to go on and win this mm. whole thing in defending champions. And I feel like the just the the number whole emotion ranked. number two ranked but number one in terms of they defending champions, right? Oh yeah 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 yeah. They, they, the emotion of how Cote d'Ivoire play will be so different now. I just think that the team will be very different in terms of even mentally where they are because that group stage was tough. Mm. And then now this is all forgotten mm. because of that result for Senegal. And it's like a clean slate almost. I don't want South Africa to come up against Ivory Coast. Um, someone else must do the dirty work yeah. in terms of eliminating Mali has them a good chance so of that we can have Ivory Coast on our side should we progress to... Um, semi-finals or subsequently finals. But also, this in this competition, for the first time in over a decade, there will be no North African nation in the AFCON quarterfinals. Heat got the better of them, yeah? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't make it in 35-degree temperature. <laughs> Humidity yeah, as well. Yeah, guys, you know... Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Acclimatizing is a thing, hey? Boys were hot, eh? It is a it thing. It really is a thing. It, it is can... a thing. And you, but you also, you also need to appreciate... Um, just the fact that like no one is outside of people who stay there that level of heat for most of these people is, is just it's crazy like mm. our boys here we're unpaying in 36 degrees mm. humid mm. as well you know mm. um, so yeah it's, it's kudos to all the teams that have made it this far because you can see it's clearly taking a toll on everyone mm -hmm. like no one is comfortable no, playing in that no. heat it's not like oh no. yeah. hence the cooling you can, breaks you can see yeah. it every yeah. player is wearing it on their damp jerseys you can see <laughs> that yo this is this is effort. It's even worse when you play earlier. Um, that seven-game game, SA time, um, I think that's the worst time. Yeah, is it, it's five for them. Mm. Um, I think we've only played one 5pm mm. game. Um, yeah, 10pm. I'm so glad we played against Morocco. What's the next one? Because that also... Be the, next, the next one should be 10pm. We played last. Yeah, it is 10. Yes, it's 10pm. And that's on Saturday. Oh, so it's going to be a humding. Oh, wait. Tans, we have to talk about the quarterfinal fixtures. I know that uh, when the rest of the guys actually get back, we'll delve deeper into the fixtures and start analyzing and stuff. Nigeria and Angola. Did you watch Angola in the last 16? Those guys are strong, bruh. Those goals were those, coming those, in. Those, from, those guys are perfect. Those goals were coming in from everywhere. Dude. Just, oh my goodness. Now, 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 now. Nigeria is up against Angola. You reckon Nigeria is going to beat Angola? Be honest, Hans. Well, look, look I'm, I'm not saying come up with, with a result, but how tough is this game going to be? I'm no longer betting on... <laughs> I should have I listened to Gavin Hans and football people when they said you don't bet on African football mates. You don't predict anything. You just shut up and watch the game. Um, but no, look, Angola were really good. Better than I anticipated um, in that um, round of 16 game. Um, <clears throat> but with that being said, I still, you know what? You, you expect Nigeria, given the fact that they are Nigeria, to be able to overcome it. But clearly, none of these games are being played on paper. Mm -mm. History, form, ranking means Nothing. deadly squad. Yeah. Again, it's about the day. And I think, whilst I give Nigeria a very good chance, you because 
defensively, they're sound as well. I mean, if we look back in terms of how Nigeria have played this entire tournament, if you can just give me a second to, to load things up here, they, they, they've been defensively sound. So it was 1-1, uh, right? Mm -hmm. Then the 1-0, the 1-0, 2-0. So they're not leaking a lot of goals. Mm. Which is another reason I've I, I, I back Nigeria is because they're not conceding a lot of well, at all actually mm. they're not conceding any goals um, and still managing to pinch games here or there and you you would even suppose by performance they should score more at Nigeria given the chances that they create so I would think Nigeria win that game but it's obviously again DK it's the Africa Cup of Nations I've been here making predictions <laughs> since the start <laughs> told my these guys are oh. <laughs> I'll so tell I, you one thing, though. Yeah. Um, Chloe and Cizwe won 3.5 yesterday. Where? Um, betting. You're joking. Yeah, I, I only bet. I used 100 rand, so I won 500 rand. On Bafana. So we're using that money on Friday. The 3.5? The 4,000, if you combine it. You lie. Yeah. Wait a minute, how much did they bet? They 500 rand. Each? No, they put in 500 rand together. Why did nobody So I bet separately. No, but the thing, we didn't even talk about Was it on that one game? Yes, the one game. Because the odds were very high. Like, it was six for SA to win. And I don't know how to read like, those betting things. Oh, the higher, the higher the number is really? for the other team, the more money you oh, get. Okay. So I, I bet 100 rand, just one game, and I got 500 rand back. They bet 500 rand, they got 3,000 rand. So, yeah. At least Friday's taken care of. I was, about to, I was about to start making my excuse just, Thursday. Just do one game. Just Thursday, do one Thursday game. afternoon, I was coming with my excuse. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, just got a call. Did you just say Friday's taken care of? I said, oh, Thursday. <laughs> my excuse was coming, honestly. Oh, geez, Louise. Thank you. Thank you, Bafana Bafana. Thank you, Bafana Bafana. Uh, so all I'm saying is maybe just try mm. your luck but it's so with late the Nigeria now. and Angola game. Just one game. I wonder what the odds will be there. Yeah, that's the, the thing. last They're time I tried to bet. Low, yeah, I think. The, I think yeah, because I've got the, the guys now know that anything can happen. <laughs> the last time I tried to bet was uh, UFC. Uh? Justin Gaethje was fighting Khabib. I lost everything. I lost a small fortune there. Now my my thing was I was trying to win big because I'm not a dude to go in there and bet and try to come out like a thousand mm. bucks. Mm. I was like I'm trying to win ten, fifteen, twenty thousand. So I put a thousand rand. Ooh, Ooh tens. That's a deep bet. Oh, by the way. I, took a, I put a thousand rand on a guy who had, I can't remember exact, what the exact line was, but I guess just in layman's terms, no chance of winning the fights. Mm. And I thought, geez, maybe he throws Anything a, is possible. Maybe yeah. he throws one lucky punch. <laughs> he has an evidence mahopa moments where he kind of puts it in, nobody knows what's happening. <laughs> it doesn't feel right, but he's, he's called the goal anyway. And uh, the match starts, and he's looking good for the first three minutes. Mm. And I'm like, okay. This is it. I think I was going to win like 22,000. I'm really thinking what I'm going to do with the money. <clears throat> I think iPhone 4 or whatever. iPhone 14. I got plans, DK. Yeah. And he lost in the second round. But you know, you know what the thing about betting is, and I hate it so much, that when you do bet, you watch the game with a different eye. Facts. Like, even your heart is not at ease. Facts. Like, can I tell you with yesterday's game, once they conceded that penalty, I stopped watching. Really? I literally switched off the TV. Um, I started doing my own thing, started going on social media. Try to calm then down. Then I, I was so annoyed because then I watched the penalty because I was on Insta stories, right? I said, I'm giving myself 10 minutes because I also included um, the Extra added time. time. So I was like, okay, 10 minutes. Then I go, I bump into Chloe Grace's story. 
where she recorded that entire penalty. Oh, so you saw it in any so, case? So then I see that they actually missed. But I'm still like, I'm not switching it yeah, on. Yeah. Like, my heart couldn't take it. Because even if they missed, these people were going to fight right till the end, yeah. right? Um, yeah, by the time I switched on the TV, I think it was just after Debo Khomokwen had scored, um, I saw 2-0. So I had to watch the highlights and see what happened Ten for the rest of the game. was crazy, though. Was it, yeah, it was a 10-minute. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fair, though, but I mean, it was crazy still. But it made sense. I isn't it, it because did. of also the cooling yeah, breaks no, it and made, stuff? Yeah, it made sense. I'm not like, it's just like when I saw 10, I was like, jeez, this game's just starting. Um, you know what, TK? I felt <laughs> the same way. But I also did feel like Akimi wasn't going to score that penalty. Honestly, guys, I'm not mm. making this up when I say these mm. were all feelings that I was having during mm. the game. The people I was watching the game with, I said, I don't, I just don't feel it, you know? Mm. And he also, I mean, stoic, obviously. You know, he's a professional, so he's not going to, like, show in his face mm. that he's a bit... But I, you could feel... If you could get into his head, you, you could kind of hear it, like, mm, you know? The doubts and, and um, the history, I suppose, of Morocco in this competition mm. kind of ringing through his head, if I may. So it made sense. A dismal penalty, then. Uh, I mean, cheese Louise. It could. I'm grateful there was no extra time. I didn't think I could have handled extra time. No, no, no. Same here. Um, so what is I, that? One a.m. now. I was really going to go straight to bed and oh, hear the news the next day yeah. because if my heart couldn't take the last Jeez. ten thirty minutes, a whole minutes, penalty shootout. No, not an extra thirty minutes. But okay. So, yeah. um, good, good performance from Bafana Bafana. We can't wait to see what the boys do next. It's coming Saturday. You tell me quickly. What, what are your thoughts about how it all ends? Just give me like, you, have you got the tree? Can you see the the tree in terms of who plays who? Yeah. Or who do you think of the finalists ultimately? Don't pick it. We just who goes to the final. No, Tana can't be really taking it step by step. Just tell me. Who I you can go. just probably guess. This is just my of course. Guess. semifinals. We'll delete this no, part. Don't 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 take me to the finals. Well, clearly we got to take you to the step by step, game we're... by game. Okay. Please, thank you. So, Nigeria, Angola, Angola, Congo, Guinea. Congo, Mali, Cote d'Ivoire. Jesus, mm. these two teams are so unpredictable. Yeah, Both of them. Um, Mali. Mm. It's going to be the end of the road for Cote d'Ivoire um, and South Africa. So my top four in the semis: Angola, Congo, Mali, SA. You? I think Ivory Coast will get through. That's the only difference. Okay. Yeah. I agree with everything else you said, but I think... Uh, even your Nigeria, you're taking the mask. Wait, did you choose Angola? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, jeez, I didn't hear that. My bad. <laughs> Insanity. Nigeria, for sure. Goodness. So I think, yeah, barring your Angola and um, Mali prediction, I think Cote d'Ivoire will get through. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, Cote d'Ivoire, jeez. You, you wouldn't... I mean, Congo, to also, they, I suppose, credits or not, they haven't won a single game, but look where they are. Mm. And I mean, in regular time. Uh... Ivory Coast is just terrible, but mm. found a sec- mm. another level. And just that, that game, one game. V Senegal, yeah. Mm. Uh, so it's so hard to say, but yeah, I think outside of your Nigeria and your Mali predictions, I'm fully with you. Alrighty. So 50% with you. I guess we'll find out. Time will tell. This weekend. So on Monday, we'll have like a proper conversation. Because then by then we'll know. Will we? Um, Those who are hungover today could still be hungover on Monday. <laughs> There's no saying. No, no, they have to come back. You reckon? Maybe you and I can take a break. Unlike love that. What do you reckon? Okay, we'll speak today. All right. That's, That's it. it. It's a wrap. All right, Diggs. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Informative, witty, ridiculous, and funny. The Vision View Sports Show.